0: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better, Sell Better podcast. This is your host, Kevin Dorsey, aka KD, and today we're going to talk about ownership. We're going to talk about ownership because it's a word that gets thrown out. People talk about it, right? Take ownership, be an owner of your life, but how often we don't actually own The life that we are creating, right? There are business owners, there are brand owners, there are owners of things, but we rarely take control and ownership of the most important thing in our lives, which is our life. And that is why I'm so, so excited to be talking with Casey Graham today, the founder and CEO at Gravy. You probably see him all over LinkedIn, but the topic around, not just what it means to be an owner of a company, but how to take that same mindset and apply it to your life is what we're going deep on today. So buckle in, y'all. This is going to be a good one. Casey, my man,
1: welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. I'm Thanks. already fired up. I know.
0: I was pumped up. I was looking at my calendar. I'm like, yep, that's today. All good. right. Yeah.
1: Hey, that's true. There's two types of meetings. There's meetings you look at and they, you're like, I'm ready. And there's meetings like, re- I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's like when you're counting down, it's like, OK, how many meetings do
0: that's- I have to finish? to get to the meeting that I want yeah. to get to. And this, this is one of them, man. And That's good. one of the things that I love doing in the show and the feedback I've gotten, right? is like, you know, we don't do the backstories. We don't go through the fluff. Like we sure. Just, and right before we hit record, you said a phrase that is literally going to guide this entire conversation, which is owner's intent. Mm. Owner's intent. And I love that phrase. And it's something that I think you've created. So let's start with the definition. What does owner's intent mean?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's the single sentence to help you not screw up your life.
0: Mm. Can I go back in time and say it to myself? Because- and that's,
1: that's what we all say. So the only, and, 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 and it answers this question. And, and this would seem like, and Kevin, you're going to go, I can't believe I invited this guy to, to come on the show because this is such a simple question. Here's the question. I've asked over a thousand people this question. Nobody can give me a succinct answer instantly. Mm. Here it is what do you want? Freedom.
0: What does that mean for you? Mind spend and time spend. I want freedom to think about what I want to think about and the freedom to spend my time where I want to spend it.
1: Okay. And how much time do you want to spend doing that? All my time. All your time. And so is there anything blocking that?
0: Anything blocking my ability to have freedom of mind spend and time spend? I'd say no. There's nothing blocking it. I could have freedom of mind spend and time spend yep. whenever I could walk out the door right now and have it. But there's a certain quality I want of it. So no, no, no is the answer. No is the shortest. There's nothing preventing me from yeah.
1: having it. So when asking the question, "Do what do you want?" Your answer is. Say it again.
0: So their freedom freedom of mind spend freedom of time spend
1: and that every decision that you make flows through that decent amount of it, yeah right and that's the single sentence so you did it you're the only one <laughs> oh, <laughs> i like, love it i mean too man like i mean it's audio but i've got
0: my cards right here
1: like these are my intentions I, I, right i get it you done the work cards, like You've done the work, but here's the thing. Here's the step further, and here's the where it gets messy, and and all this kind of stuff is that most people that I've talked to, whether it be business owners, uh, people in their career, or whatever, they'll tell me one thing, and so I wrote about this in my book, is that they'll tell me one thing that that is my intention, and that's my thing. And a lot of people will say, "Oh, it's my family. My family's my intent," or they would say, you know, so some people would say. Whatever is their intention. But here's how you truly know what it is the way you know what your intention is, your owner's intent is, is what stresses you out the most. What stresses you out the most reveals what your true intentions are. And so, a story I like to tell is there was a lady that I was working with. Uh, I used to do consulting. I hate consulting, (laughs) but I used to do it. That's how I know I hate it. And she would always tell me like i want to influence a billion women and that's what i want to do right and that, that was thing and, and I, I that's i think we would all agree that's a great thing and that's a lot of the women on earth right it's a it's a big deal but every call i had with her in consulting call they we talk about she would talk about how many members she has and what her financial situation was and so i kept asking her i would be like well what about i thought you said your intention was the billion and she was like, It is, it is that's what my true intention is. That's my why. That's what I do. That's why I do what I do. But I was like, But why don't you ever talk about that? Why? And, and, and the thing that stressed her out was her money and her net profit, or not, and how many customers or people that left. And everything was around financial. And so I connected the dots with her to say, Listen, you don't have to have this over zealous, over spiritual, over sound good why. And this whole idea that I, I think, and, and I love Simon Sinek and, and his work, but this whole thing is about start with why is that people have these big ethereal whys. And, but what I see with people is truly what they want to do. It's, it's pretty simple. And so I dug down with her and I figured it out. And really what she wanted to make was $40,000 a month, net profit out of her business. She wanted to be able to work from everywhere she wanted to work. And she wanted to be able to have the dogs that she wanted to have because she was a dog rescue person. And that was it. Yes. And so I got her not, and people would say, did you talk her out of a billion dollar, you know, vision? And I was like, no, but, but she, that's not truly what her intention was.
0: Mm-hmm. I got to jump so, on that real quick because it's yeah. not about talking her out of anything. She, no. She couldn't talk herself into it. That's right. She couldn't even talk herself into this idea. And I love that you brought up Simon Sinek because I agree, love his stuff, love his books. And like a, you read it and you go, ah, find yeah. people's why. And there's, I, I talk a lot about the differences between like what's in books and then what happens in real life. And it's like, I worked on this with my managers. It's like, look, we gotta be honest with ourselves. Most people don't have a strong why. If yes. they did, the world wouldn't be the way that it is. The industry wouldn't be the way that it is like having that why. So I, I love that. I was speaking with a woman um, last month. She's actually gonna be a guest soon. Asked her a similar question, what she was looking for in her next role. She's like, I, I want the big pop said, all right, how big of a pop? She goes, there we right. go. how big of a pop? Should $100 million. Really? Okay, here's what I want you to go do. Here's your assignment. Go try and spend that. Tell me when you run out of things that you think you can buy with that. And she, she went in, she came back. like, I didn't make it past like 22. I'm like, exactly. You don't want a $100 million. No. Ridiculous. So, so how do you help people find that out? Because you got super specific. 40K net profit, the dogs and work from anywhere. Yeah. What process did
1: you go through with her to like narrow down to those three key things? Yeah. Well, well, I would start with, I know you said that you don't do backstory and this isn't my backstory, but the way I came to care about this is that in my last business, uh, I was actually in the church industry. And so that's all like spiritual and you got to like your missions about helping people and the church and all this kind of stuff. And what happened was, is I told myself that, and I even told our staff that, but really all I cared about was becoming a millionaire. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then I ended up selling the business, became a millionaire. And then everybody looked back at me and was like, I thought this was about the people and the church and all this stuff. And I went into a, a funk and a depression and uh, I was 14 months. I, 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 my, my granddad, I have a lot of suicide in my family. Um, and and people may say you have Jesus in your heart, but you got your granddaddy in your bones mm. kind of mentality. And so I that scares me. And so I went down into a reality, and what I learned was is I learned how to be honest with myself. Because most of us we're not honest with ourselves about what we truly want, and we're scared to just go. I want to be a millionaire, and that's why I own this business. And then when people come work for us to say, hey, I'm just going to tell you on the front end. I am doing this so that I can sell this company in five years, and I want to personally be a millionaire. Now, I'm going to treat you great, and we can, let's align this together, but I want you to know why I'm really in this, and then let's flip it, and then you tell me why you're really in it. And then we create alignment together on what those true outcomes are, and so that's that's kind of how this thing happened. It happened out of pain Kevin, that happened out of getting to the end of lying to myself and then other people going, well, you're just a liar. And so what I, my heart for people is to say, you don't have to do that. So the way to start is the five whys and you've already done this. (laughs) It seems like you've already done it, but it's the five whys. And so I'll say, well, um, why do you want that next career jump? I don't want to be the VP of sales at the next company. Well, I want to do it to make more money. Okay. Why? The way I say it is, why is that important to you? Mm -hmm. And then they give an answer. What's important to me so I can provide for my family and, you know, I've worked really hard to get, and i am going, okay, so providing for your family and working really hard. Why is that important to you? Well, working really hard is important to me because, you know, I want to be able to to, to provide for my kids and they're young and go to college and and I want them to have like what I didn't have. Ah, why is... Them having what you didn't have imported to you. Well, when I grew up, and then we'll go back, and they'll end up telling a story. When I dig to about the third why, I'll get a story, and the story will usually involve some type of pain,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's something that they didn't have or an experience or a relationship or something like that. And then I'll and it's, it would go down to like, well, my parents split up when I was twelve, and. I had to start working at whatever. And then I'll go, okay, so why is it so important that your kids don't experience? And then I get down to it. And ultimately their answer may be that I am scared that I'm gonna become like my parents. I mean, like that would be like driving all the way down into the the depths of it. And then we play around in that. And the way you know you've gotten to a true um, owner's intent is that when it can be a single sentence And it is something that you can't answer the question any other way. And you always come back to it over and over and over again. Like, like Mm -hmm. it's like Casey, you've asked me why 25 times. And this is, this is, this truly is it. It doesn't happen fast for me to get to my, my true first owner's intent before starting gravy. It took me 90 days to be honest with myself. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do by yourself. So having people that will not, Kevin, you know, this deal, especially online, like everybody, you know, Hey, you just be you and I'm proud of you. And I love all that stuff. But what if you're an asshole? Thank you. (laughs) Like, you don't need to be more of you if you're, you know, whatever, but if nobody's telling you like, Hey, you're an asshole. So like you need people that would, that will come on the other side and gently help you understand that. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not accepting these surface answers from you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And funny enough, I work with a, a coach, Townsend. Shout out Townsend. Um, like that helped me with a lot of yes, right? of like you know similar processes of like because I would say something to them, "What do I want? I want thirty-five million dollars. Why do you want thirty-five million dollars?" Right. So I could you know feel whatever. Free. What do you yeah. to feel free from? Well, I want to be able to like work on what I want to work on. Why do you want? Why is that important? And you go through all those things to find okay, what you really want is freedom. Yeah. First of all, you don't want money. You want freedom. And then it's like how you get there, right, is that path and that process. And so so for people listening, then I guess where, how would you encourage them to start to try to define this, right? Because again, most people don't know, even in sales, right? You ask yeah. a lot of sales people, what do you want? Always have money. All right, cool, right? The, the question I always ask, similar to like, why is it important? I always ask, what would that allow you to do? Hmm. Or what would change because of that? Yeah right getting that intense like where do I start because your whole thesis here right is it has to be specific that's right right. I gotta work through it how do I start this process
1: yeah I hate to say this and if you get mad at me that's fine but literally that's why I wrote the book Uh (laughs) like so my book is the no bs small business book and I titled the book wrong (laughs) I'm just gonna say I was like wait a minute wait a minute wait I titled it wrong Owners and, intent would have been perfect. What are we doing? Well, they talked me out of it because they were like, well, then people think it's just owners. And I was like, no, it should be. So anyway, so I titled the book wrong and you can go to Amazon. Everybody says, I'm not a business owner, but, and then go through the first 70 pages. Most people can read it in literally under an hour and start the process that you've got to, you've got to read stories of people who've gone through the process and get different examples of how people think. Uh, I think that's the the, the best place to start uh, to to, to do. Um, The next thing I would say is who can help you with it, which we just talked about, obviously, who can help you with it. And the third thing is, is go public with it. This is a big one I talk about. Most people don't go public with their intention. They don't, because it's not clear to them. And so they can't make it clear to others. And so uh, going public with, this is why I own this company right? And being clear about it. And so my favorite thing is all these CEOs I talk with. I mean, I'm telling you, they're like, you know, we're here to change the trajectory of, you know, the sales, blah, 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 platforms. And so blah, 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 and all this stuff. And all they talk to me about is raising money and selling Mm -hmm. the business. And, but, you know, IPA, like that's all we ever talk about, but then the public persona is all of that. And so um, I think it would just do everybody. And again, I'm not against what anybody's intent is. That's a big part as well, Kevin. If you tell me your owner's intent is literally, uh, and we have people do this, it's called why I gravy. When they start at gravy, we help them go through why I gravy. And I drive them through the owner's intent process and say, basically, hey, you're not gonna be here in 60 years. You're not dying at gravy. I'm not dying at gravy. So you're gonna be here for a short time. You don't know the time. I don't know the time. But while you're here, why? Are you going to actually show up and actually do this every single day? Why are you going to do this? And so we get them specific. That's not necessarily their life intent, but it's why am I going to take the 40 hours and do that, right? And then we have them share it. Some people's were literally, I just want to be here because I was bored at home and my kids got old and I just like working around other adults. Awesome. I know. But when we talk about this stuff, Kevin, everybody goes to these, you know, big examples and I was, cause that, that was a great So, so she's happy as a lark. Like somebody, a recruiter hits her up. She's like, no, I'm fine. I don't want any instability. I just like stability. And I like working with Peggy, (laughs) right? Right. Uh, It may be, um, it may be that you, uh, we had somebody come in and they were a director of sales, something I can't remember, but they said, Hey, and I got them to be really honest, and they said, "Honestly, gravy is a stepping stone in my career, so that then I can get a VP of Sales job." Great, we'll try to be the best stepping stone. Because here's the reality: their intention was that whether we talked about it or not. Exactly. Oh, say that again. Say that again, Casey. Well, their they're intent—I forgot what I said—but their so, intention. What? No, their intention. Their intention is their intention, whether we talk about it or not, and so. My whole thing is people are already thinking it. So why don't we just say it? And if, if they're already thinking it, then why don't we just say it? And if we just say it, that will create a culture where people can be honest about what they want.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that. And it's so, I love that's where you started. Cause we did something similar like with goal setting early. Like you come in, we set the, those goals and funny enough, it was almost the opposite, a little bit more on my squads I was like, I was the one telling them, look, you're only going to be here for <laughs> yeah, maybe three to four years. Like, I, I love that you're coming in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and like you want your, yeah. I might have you for four years and I'm going to try to give you everything I can there, but I want you thinking about what comes next, right? Yes. And having that, that intention there. And so I think what keeps going through my head though on this is like how, like, how do people know either that they're lying to themselves or to establish that, right? Like if you ask a job, why I gravy? Why, why I joined and I say, you know, most people, that first question is money, right? I want to, I, I want to, I need to have a job. I got to make money. Where do you go from there to start getting there? Cause the story you opened with, right? That woman got yeah. specific 40 K in net. That, That's right. The dogs. And he got to a very specific like number. You've talked about your business to sell or to hit a certain mark. Like, yeah. How, how do people get to that level of specificity? Because I feel like those on almost like two sides. Because one side, it was the, you know, like I'm trying to heal this pain from my childhood. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I need something, you know, I guess that I'm actually shooting for here. So how do you kind of like well, cross that cath? Yeah, I mean, so
1: they, like the, the pain from childhood might go into this person going. And so then I would come back to them and go, so what I hear you saying is you truly want stability And you want to know that whether the the company has an up or the company has a down, that we'll be honest with you about you having a secure job. And they'll go, yes, I want my, I want a secure job. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that means you're not going to put a lot of your OTE at risk, right? Right. I want to just know it's this. And even if it's below market value, I care more about security than I care about this. You see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And so, 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 so let me give you practical. Write it down, the five whys. Oh, and I have resources for this. I forgot Katie's going to be mad at me. Don't fail.biz. Don't fail.biz. And I've got a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a journey through how to do this. And it's, it's the five whys. I've also found that you can't do it verbally. You need to write, you need to write your answers down. You can't do it in a day. Um, When we do why gravy, we give people a week to think about it it's a little simpler to talk about that than it is to talk about like macro life. Uh Right. So, but you can start there and hell, honestly, Kevin, if everybody listened to this, just had a really clear definition of why I fill in the blank of the company that they're currently at. That's a huge win. Yes. Because all of their conflict that they have at their company is coming because they have an intention and the other person has an intention and they just haven't talked about it. So write it down on paper and then give it time, share it with others mm-hmm. and like get feedback and then go public with it. That that's exactly what I talk about in the book. And that's how I'd write, would do it.
0: I, I really like that. And again, that, that mismatched intentions, like that was just a nugget there. And like, that's why I cut you off earlier and made you say it again, because you're like, just because they haven't told you their intention doesn't mean they don't have one. Yeah. Right? He was going to, it was going to be a stepping stone regardless yeah. At least now you're on the same page. At least now you both understand like, hey, that's a stepping stone. Great. Let's yeah. make it good together. And so then let's flip it the other way, right? So this is a little bit on like how to get the owner's intent. Yeah. Let's talk about the different things that we own. Right. Mm. Because I think, and that's where, you know, I know you did it with the book, right? It was like, there'll be a small business. Well, I'm not an owner. You said that actually gets brought up a lot in the reviews, but I'm not an owner. I'm not an owner. I'm not a VP. I'm not a CEO, right? People listening. Like I'm not at that level. Let's talk about like when you say owner, what do you actually mean?
1: Yeah. Um, You could own a personal brand. So I literally had to draw, I have to write things on paper because they become real to me. Mm -hmm. And I literally last year wrote, here's Casey Graham as a human being on one set of pa- paper. And I drew a stick figure. Then I put, here's Casey Graham, another stick figure, but I drew a circle around that Casey Graham. And I said, that's Casey Graham Inc. Mm. As a personal brand, because we mix these things together. We're like your personal brand is just you. I'm like, no, it's not. It is a entity. It is a play. It is a, that's, it's different than just me as a human being with the people that know me and love me and my friends that I do life with every day, like by LinkedIn. Sure. You can be authentic, but it's a business. It's like, you're not doing it for your health. You're doing it to get something out of it. And if people say, I'm just being me and I just want to be authentic because I, and I'm like, bullshit. Like, yeah. Uh, sorry if uh, if you have to cut my cuss. But oh my but, gosh,
0: now you don't have to apologize <laughs> to me about that ever, But, so but yeah, I, keep
1: going. <laughs> I, but 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 you can own you own that personal brand, but people act like they don't, and they act like oh I'm just being me. I'm like no, you have a personal brand. You should know why in the hell when you pick up your cell phone and look at your time spent on LinkedIn this week, why was it seven hours and twenty two minutes, or three hours and fifteen minutes, or twelve hours like? If you can't give me a clear answer for that, then you don't know why your brand exists there. And so for me, my personal brand intention is to recruit A-plus talent at zero cost. Yes. Yes. Period. To recruit. So, Casey, you're so helpful. Yeah, I'm helpful. But I do want something out of this over time. And my goal is to be so helpful that when I contact somebody, that they will take my call and I have an opportunity to get A-plus talent at zero cost.
0: I was just talking about this with someone because I'm sure you get this question often. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you build a brand? How do you build a brand? How do you build a brand? And I'm always like, why does no one ever ask me why I built a brand? Wow, what a great post. You didn't right? post that today. Like no one ever asked why I did this, right? I am an introvert, not an extrovert. I do not That's like being the so fan good. I literally have zero other social media. I have a Facebook. Me too. Page, you get, no, Instagram. Like social media is not me, but yet here I am, some now thought leader, whatever in the space. And everyone asks how, they never ask why. And one mm. of my reasons was your exact reason. I wanted to be able to attract people to work with me. Because I thought if they knew who I was, had a flavor of who I was, wow, he helps me win, I'm not on his team, whatever, that attracts people to want to work. The other reason, also around people, is I wanted access to people smarter than me. I want to be able to be able to hit you up and say, yo, need you on the podcast. And you respond back with, done. And that's literally what happened. Like that brand gives me access to people that are also smarter than me, different worlds. Like I did this a few months ago, I was like, who are the best channel leaders? You know, I want to learn about channel. Bah, 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 bah. I get 50 names and I can hit them all up directly and say, hey, I'm trying to learn, and they know who I am. It's that access to people. And when you think about that, your content becomes better. Everyone focuses on the content. You forget why you're doing it. Hmm. it doesn't matter. It
1: doesn't matter. Dude, you need that that one little segment and clip right there. And then there's there's a there's a lot to stir around and why do you have that brand? That's a great question. Everybody asks how, but nobody asked me why. God, that's good. So there's personal brand. Uh, there is obviously your career. And so I call this one, uh, it's not just career. It's not just job. I call it aspirational intent. Like what is your aspirations? Most people don't know what those are. Yeah. And those people are the people that talk to the recruiters all the time and like get like, should I or shouldn't I? And like, they live in a state of panic all the time of like opportunity and did I miss out? And should I go to this one? Well, they just got their Series B. I heard they're paying better. And it's just like, oh, like all this kind of stuff is because they don't have their aspirational intent. They don't know, they don't know where they're going. They don't, they don't think through the fact that um, at some point, all of this crap is not gonna be known that all of the people that they currently talk to and think about and care about in 20 to 30 years, they're not even going to know who they are. They're not, they're not going to and they're swayed so heavily about what they think about me or what this looks like this, that they don't know what their end game is. And because they don't know what their end game is, they're swayed. And because they're swayed, they don't do what I think you should do, well, that should, should's a bad word. I say, don't let people should on your, right. uh, on your intent because my should is different. So I caught it myself. It's not a should. I think it would be wise to. If you're gonna have a career and not be, Kevin, I see people, I'm 40 years old. Twenty at twenty eight, they're the same person as they are at forty. They just keep moving and go into a different thing and a different thing, and then they're there and then three months, and then they go, "Oh my God, I I don't like the VP of sales." And then and it starts the cycle, and then they just keep doing it again and again and again and again and again, and And they don't wake up and go, "Hey, bro, you got older and you didn't get any better." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So part of aspirational intent is is twofold. I think there's in any different stop that you make in your career. I think there's assets that you pick up and there's some liabilities that you can work on. So assets that you could pick up, number one is obviously your relationships. Mm -hmm. People undervalue that. So you like, I think through, you know, we've had these young SDRs or reps come in and they're here and then they go in 14 months or whatever. And then you just never hear from them again. And like, they have your cell phone and whatever. And you gave them a shot and I don't care. I'm not like mad at them. I'm just going like, you understand that life is long. And those relationships that you pick up and being a person that connects back and stays in the loop and stays in the process. Like, what is your relational network bank look like? Not, not your post on LinkedIn, but the checking in and the looking back and staying connected to the people that of where you, where you were, because those people will be people help you get, get you where you want to go in the future oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So, so relationships is an asset and the other asset is skill sets. Yes. Um, We help somebody come in and identify, they're like, Well, I just, you know, I'm sales money, money, money. But then we help them realize: hey, what if if I were you and we were working on this, the skill set you should pick up is copywriting. So do the sales job, but like you should be thinking when I come in, what skill am I going to get from here beyond getting my OTE? And most people don't, and they just keep cycling to the next OTE and they're not clear about it because they're not clear. They don't build their aspirational the assets that, that carry with them from one place to the next. And then, and then the flip side, and these are just a couple of examples would be what one example would be uh, on your liabilities in your career is your self-awareness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is a big one is that very few people come in and go, I need to work on my EQ And I need to work on my blind spots. And like, I'm going to have a plan in place to say, when I jump to that next job, that that one goes away, whatever that one is, or, or, and you may not know what it is, but it may be something, but if you don't, it keeps carrying to job, to job, to job. And the older you get, and that's why people get cranky and mad. And, you know, it's old people like all this kind of stuff is that they never, they never thought through their liabilities and started. So at every career stop, that's something I would encourage people to do.
0: Uh, and, I, and I love that. And to the leaders listening, one, I hope you hear all the intention he has here with his people and the coaching around this. Because also, what people don't always understand is if all they're getting from you is a paycheck, that's mm-hmm. all they compare you to. Okay. If all I'm getting from the company I work for is a paycheck, mm-hmm. well, then I'm just going to compare paychecks. This is one that's paycheck. Good. What's this other company offering in paycheck? And that's it. But if I'm getting skills, If I'm getting intention, if I'm getting life design, if I'm getting a network and relationships, even if it's not, I've never had the highest paying roles ever in terms of the orgs, the companies I've had to work for. One day, it'll be great to be the highest paying org. Like, watch out the moment I can pay everybody what I want them to be paid. But like that was people still didn't leave. Because they're getting more than just a paycheck. And I love this idea around skill of like, I'm gonna go layer deeper here, though, like, especially because, you know, we have a lot of salespeople, managers, directors, VPs that listen to this. When you say own your skill set, yeah. What does that actually mean? When you say own your skill set, yes, it's mine. Okay, cool. I'm an owner. I don't think that's what you mean when you just say own it. Like, what does it mean to actually own your skill set, to own your relationships?
1: Yeah, it's a balance sheet, meaning, that that it accumulates in value over time. And that on a company's balance sheet would be the cash that you have on board, your cash, your currency into your future that gets you into doors and opportunities and makes you more better and all that stuff will be owning a clear pathway to relationships that you want to keep up with, you want to nurture, you want to develop. So a practical example would be If I was 24 years old, I worked at a company and I had access to, I'm not saying just me as a CEO, but anybody that, let's say that they looked up to, or they had a relationship with, and they reached out to me and said, Hey, listen, I'm going to be leaving. However, would you be open to scheduling a 90 day reconnect? And I'm going to be starting this new career, but 90 days, I'm going to reconnect from now. I've never had one person do that. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. ever
0: it, I, it's funny enough i've never had so the people that do stay in touch they don't wait 90 days it's like yeah uh, yeah that's true <laughs> it's like kd like i landed now what now what like, that's on? right they're they're quick they don't even wait the 90 days
1: but my point is most people just let that relational opportunity go to waste and they don't nurture it and keep up with it so that would be owning that skill set wise would be i would just ask anybody besides your pay like what skill set, and it may be, again, you're the salespeople. I don't know all the different skill sets around selling, um, but it may be like having tough conversations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if somebody said, I'm coming to gravy and for a year, I want to figure out how to be the best in the world at tough conversations on both sides of giving and receiving and being in the middle of that. And that's what I'm working on. I'd be so impressed with that person because that skill set goes on your balance sheet that you carry to the next role and carry to the next one, next one. So that's what I mean. But most people, they're not intentional about those things that carry over to to the future.
0: That was something we preached all the time to the sales team was like, look, I'm not trying to make you a great patient pop salesperson. <laughs> I'm trying to make you a great salesperson, salesperson. That's I right. want you going to that next job. And I still get these texts to this day. It works here too.
1: It's like, oh, that's good.
0: Right. It's like, exactly. Like, that's what I was like. That's what I was trying to do. That's what I was trying to help you with is that it was a skill. Sure. It was a framework that when you go to the next place, you're like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> It works here, too. And it's like, yes, right? Like, that's what it's all about, skill. Because you don't, you know, I almost caught myself. I said like, you don't lose skills. You can lose skills. Sure. If you don't, like, nurture them. But, like, once you have it, right? Like, that is, a, I love that analogy of, like, it accumulates over time. That balance sheet, right? Of, like, on the books, here's all the skills that I'm stacking,
1: right? So life, life is cumulative. Mm-hmm. Life is cumulative. 100%. One hundred you will one hundred percent multiply everything into your future that you're currently nurturing and not nurturing.
0: Yes, ah, oh, great call out. Great call out because it's like we focus on what we are doing and don't focus on maybe what we're not doing. That's
1: right. That's right. And so another another thing to think about with that is that, I've heard it said this way is that your irresponsibility in whatever area of your life will end up being somebody else's responsibility one day. Mm-hmm. And so you, be, so think about your health. If you're irresponsible there, it's fine for a day or it's fine for a week or it's fine for a month, but but you have year upon year upon year at some point it's become a burden to smile. your finances. You know, if you're irresponsible, you know, what, whatever decisions that you're making, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. But the question you would ask is if I have my career intent, It clarifies those things. If I have my aspirational intent, if I have my personal brand intent, it clarifies, it gives me the North Star to know, am I marching in that right direction or not? And most people have no idea the answer to that question.
0: And it's actually the last question I want to dive in here before we wrap up is like, okay, let's say we've checked these boxes. All right, I took the time to go through my why's. I took the time to establish yeah. my owner's intent. I've taken inventory kind of of my world and my life. And I'm like, okay, like here's where I'm at, my skill balance sheet, my relationship balance sheet. So I have it. I wrote it down, like Casey said, now what? What do I do with this? What do I do with this intent? How does it guide me? Like then what happens?
1: Yeah, uh, the first thing is all of your decisions come back to it and that may seem like a small deal, but I just did it today. So my owner's intent of why I started gravy, which actually is shifting. I, I'm not clear. I, I'm not, I don't have my next one. So it's in my book. And it's one thing because it was when I started five years ago, mm-hmm. but now it's shifting. And so I don't have it nailed because it takes me time to mold it down. But 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 the reason I started is I say is to create a company that my adult children would want to work at someday if they so chose to right so we had a situation where somebody left and i i am i would say i and our team culture are some of the most open-handed on we know when people leave that they're going to take people with them or you know have those conversations Mm -hmm. but we had some conversations about like hey we're struggling in this area right now can I know you're close friends. Could you just give us like six weeks? Right. Just, and then so that we don't get ourselves in a massive bind. And then obviously if you want to take this person, whatever, that, that would be fine. And uh, they, they didn't, they didn't wait. And it, then the person, and we knew that 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 would happen. And then I I literally saw the person today in person, like I was going to see them. And I asked myself the question if, because I'm mad And I'm not mad about the person leaving and I'm not mad about that. I'm mad because we asked them specifically and had almost an agreement, right? But I asked myself the question, I said, if I was going to, if my daughter was 30 something years old and she ended up doing what that person did and their CEO came by, how would I want them to respond? How would I want, what would I want them to do? And it would just be, I would want them to be a person of grace of forgiveness and to just be like, I'm not gonna make this weird and make some big deal out of it. And I'm just gonna be nice and have the chat or whatever versus saying something that's gonna be divisive or create something that's whatever. And so you would say, Casey, that, that seems, but that literally came through my mind and that's why I made that decision. So every decision will circle back through it. Every relationship will be filtered through this as well. Is this person or are these people or is this boss helping me or hindering me to achieving that intention? So that, 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 that's a big one. So it's decisions, relationships. And then the last thing I would say is the third is the, um, for yourself, the peace of mind, meaning a lot of people don't know the, que- the answer to the question, what do you want? And so they're, all, they're always searching and unhappy and unfulfilled because they don't know. And if you don't know what it is, then you'll never be happy. And so just having this as a bedrock for your soul is a safe place for, for your, your heart and just your mind and your spirit to land to say, hey, that is it. And I'm okay with that. Doesn't have to be hundred million. It's right. really, it could be 300,000. And I did it. We did it. And I could feel good about it. And I don't have to have all this other crazy stuff just because culture baits me into believing that I do. Oh
0: man. I mean, my world the last year because that that was the journey and like you know you asked the question at the beginning you asked me for my statement had my statement asked me does it guide your decisions and it truly does one of my cards is is what i'm doing right now bringing me closer to or Mm. further away from my goal right and that constant presence checking right either i'm getting closer to it or further away from it to guide those decisions i turn down clients i turn down jobs right where i'm like yeah that'd be a lot of money money isn't what i'm chasing anymore right like you know old me i did actually write a post about this where it's like sometimes you have to go through this journey to understand it because me seven years ago right like oh like you just need freedom and peace of mind like dude get out of my face right like i'm living in a little dump i've got a kid i need to provide for and all these things but it's like i wish i'd had that clarity then of like like what you really are seeking, and generally we almost always already have what that is. You right, like Townsend, the coach I work with, he's like, you don't seek happiness. Like you are happy. Like you are mm-hmm. happy, right? Like that—that's a decision you get to make right now. You have peace anytime you want it. You have peace. Mm-hmm. You just have to claim it and accept it, right? And so with all this, man, like where, where? So name maybe the book. Let me. I want right? to stop
1: you on this for a yeah. second. What you just said. uh, So part one starts with Ariana Huffington's quote that says, and this is really good nothing is ever enough when what you are looking for isn't what you really want. Mm -hmm. So, what that, that, that's the premise, I guess, of everything that we're talking about today is that nothing is ever going to be enough when what you're, what you, you are looking for isn't what you really want. (laughs) So, that's kind of because how he, I would end this. Yeah. And it's full circle because
0: if you don't know what you want, if you haven't established it, and actually knowing it is what you want. Like, and I think that, that's the point you were making earlier. It's like, oh, I want, want to be a VP. Why do you want to be the VP? Well, security. Why do you want security? For my kids. So what you really want is for your kid to live a different life right. than you. And that's what you want. And the VP title might be a, it might be a tool. It might be a delivery. Yeah. What
1: you really want is that or it might hinder you true story because it puts so much stress on your life and relationships and like you end up living in some cycle that you repeated because you made up a thing that that's going to get you but you didn't realize like what you currently have may be the perfect role because it's getting you that
0: (laughs) i i'll never forget this one like when people i ask people this question all the time too like why they do it like what their motivation is like it's my family like bullshit yeah right right ask your family what they wanted it's you so you working 60 plus hours a week yeah telling yourself you're doing it for your family is completely hypocritical because your family yeah would want you with them your family would want you to have more energy your family would want you home so if that's really your motivation you need to quit tomorrow because that's not what's driving it. It's okay. Like I don't do this for my family. Mm. I don't do this for my family. I don't push myself for my family. I push myself for my own pride, my own yeah. potential, what I believe I can be. They benefit from it, but sure. I don't like. Oh, I'm gonna make these calls for Lily. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm making these calls because this is what I do, and I enjoy yeah. it. Sometimes, other times I don't, but I do it because. Hey, I'm going for something bigger, Man, Dude, Casey, hold up. But we got see, we knew we can wrap this. What's the name of the book again? Where can they find it? And where can they get the cheat sheets? Cause like people need to yeah. get their hands on this.
1: Yeah. So, so I would go to don't Don't And then at that, you can get everything. Okay. So don't And if you are just want to go straight to Amazon, uh, the no BS small business book. That's it.
0: Casey, my man. This I can't even say this is what I was hoping it would be because this was more than what I was hoping it would be. Like, this was phenomenal, dude. Thank you so much. for Your time, your energy, your insights. I'm going to have to bring you back for part two because we're not done. We're,
1: we're not done. done. All right, my man. Thank you. Hell yeah, appreciate you, dude. See you, bud. Bye-bye.